All right, here we are, man. Episode one. Episode one. The intro episode of the For My Family, For My Future podcast. Here we are. Here we are. I <laughs> I love that you're here with me, woman of my dreams, a wife of mine, because you hate microphones, cameras, and overall yep. attention. And all three are here. All three, even lights. Even lights. <laughs> Um, I would like for you to share with the people before we get in <laughs> to this uh, how the, how it came to be, how I got you to do this okay. and be on this podcast because this is not something you would normally do. Also, before we get started, our, <laughs> the For My Family, For My Future podcast brought to you by Diet Dr. Pepper. And Stanley Cups. And Stanley Cups. <laughs> Could there be a more basic couple? Um, I found out about this. I found out about the podcast a while ago, sure. and I was sure. really excited about it. I will say that. Yep. I did not, however, know that I was going to be on it. Until when? Until 23 minutes ago. <laughs> yep. And, and so I'm trying to figure out whether or not I've been bamboozled, and no. you've had this planned no. the wrong ta whole time? Wrong. So the way this came about is that I, um, I just saw <laughs> you yes uh, yesterday actually in <laughs> culture class, and we were talking to a bunch of people that are becoming a part of our church. And yep. you just hit this stride in communication where you weren't nervous. You were just riffing. Uh, you were. I mean, it was amazing, and it was who I know you to be. You just weren't uh, inhibited by nerves or anything. It was. It was amazing. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh, she would be great on a podcast. Then this morning you came in. I was like, oh, not only that, but she looked good today. You sound good. You look good. You, it's going to be great. Oh, and boy. so it, the, the idea just hit me. I didn't plan on it. Mm -hmm. um, originally, originally, it was going to be Taylor Warren on here. And Taylor will be here on some episodes. But um, I, in fact, asked, I was like, you sure, as he was leaving, you sure you don't want to? Just yeah. do it now. I, I love how you look up when you're saying, like, you're talking to Taylor, <laughs> even when he's not in the room. Yeah. You look up. But yeah. um, I'm very glad that you're on this podcast with me. It's going to be great. Uh, thank for you. my family, for, for my, my future. future. What? Where did that come from? Yeah. Explain, like, for my family, for my future. What yeah, is that? So the, the genesis for this uh, podcast is kind of twofold. Um, one is, you know, we know this, that City of Colorado Springs is just constantly growing with young families. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, first and foremost with ministry, we always think about our city. How can we help our city? How can we help our church? Right. We think locally before we think like, would God do anything with this bigger than that? And so there's so many, it's it, like this city is one of the fastest growing cities for young millennial families to move to in the country and has been for several years now. And so our church is filled with young families. Our church is filled with young people that are looking to build families and mm -hmm. get married and have kids and all that. And so we're all in it just trying to figure it out. Um, we so have a young family. Yeah, we have a young family. We've got kids that, I mean, yeah, tell, tell the audience our family, give, give them that background. So we've got two boys and a girl. Um, our oldest is a boy. He's Nate, He's 12, 12 almost. Yeah. He'll be 12 like next week. Yeah, by the time this podcast airs, he will be 12. Yeah, yeah. and then um, we've got a middle son who is nine. Mm -hmm. Today is his birthday. Yeah. Um, and then we've got a little girl who will be seven in yeah. November. So 12, nine and seven. So we're 12, in the thick of seven, it yeah. trying to figure it out. And so we knew that our church and our city 
we we just know people need help in figuring out family. Mm-hmm. Family's complicated. Mm-hmm. Family ain't easy. And figuring out future, like how can I make decisions right now that will help prepare me for a, a, a better future? So like it's for our church and for our city, but it's also like what we always talk about. Right. You know, always. Like when, I mean, always. Like we've got such a, we have such a great church and I love it. But it's not like the thing we talk about all the time. Yeah. When we go on walks at night and when we are hanging out at the fire pit, when we're hanging out with friends, we talk about church a little bit, but then it always comes back to what's the problems we're working through with our kids? What's mm-hmm. the problems we're working through in our marriage? Mm-hmm. How, do we, how do we do the best thing we can to make our family as, as strong as, as, as it can be? Yeah, I feel and like then, we're always dreaming. Yeah, that's the other thing. We're always dreaming about the future. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're talking about family and then we're talking about, man, what are we going to do like, man, when our kids are gone. Yeah. I know? remember, I mean, years ago, we were like, all right, 12, 9, and 7. Gosh, that's going to be crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's like. That's now. Right now. Life is, is yeah. moving so fast. Yeah. So it's it's a weird thing to be thinking future all the right. time. But then also going, oh, my. Uh, like, I, I can't believe that I'm already living in, at this point in my life, mm-hmm. what I was dreaming about years ago. Right. What you and I were dreaming about years ago. Yeah. So we're always talking, like, future. Like, how do we prepare for the future what's it going to be like one day mm-hmm. how do we get ready for one day mm-hmm. and so we're always thinking for my family for my future then we start pastoring this church and we've been doing this now for four going on five years and it sounds no, like four years getting ready to come for our four-year anniversary yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it sounds like that's what everybody else is thinking about right it sounds like everybody else is trying to figure out family mm-hmm. and trying to figure out future right and so I don't, I mean, we're going to have all kinds of different episodes, talk about all kinds of different things. It'll, it'll always kind of circle back around to parenting and family and, but it's more than that. Right. It's, it's not just parenting and family. It's how do you prepare yourself for a better future? And mm-hmm. so we'll have all kinds of guests on and we'll talk about all kinds of random things and should be fun and we'll see how God uses it. Yeah. I'm excited. It'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, um, you know, when we talk about that, it's, uh, it's not just something we're trying to do like for my family, for my future. And it's not just like, okay, now that we're doing this, let's talk about parenting more. Yeah. It is just who a natural are. outpouring of like who we are already. Right. And it, it was so funny because uh, this uh, this even happened at church the other day. We were in on culture class. And so if you're not uh, part of Peak City, culture class is like our three-week experience that helps you get to know the church, ask questions, get connected, all that. Mm-hmm. And um, someone in culture class asked Brittany, we were there for like the final week of it. Yeah. And someone asked Brittany, what are the big things you are like doing right now and focusing on as like a lead pastor's wife, which is always a funny thing when people are like, like give you that title, like a lead pastor's wife, like her name's Brittany. Yeah. But, but yeah. I'm married to you and you are the lead pastor. Correct. So it is true, but it is funny. Like it is Mm -hmm. a whole role. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. And with that, we should probably do a whole episode about, and a lot of different contexts means different things. Totally. Absolutely. Um, but they asked, like, what are some of the things you're focused on as lead pastor's wife? Mm-hmm. And your answer was, like, nothing to do with the church or the functions of the church, really. Yeah. I loved how you answered it. Big C church, kind of. like. Yeah, for sure. Um, somehow, I, I mean, I, I needed a little bit of time to think. I'll let you answer first yeah, in yeah. that question. But um, it, all, it came back to my goal, I think, it, and it has been since I became a mom, since yeah. we became parents, was... I want our three uh-huh. to grow up loving the church more and loving Jesus more because of what they see you do and what they see me do mm-hmm. and who we are. Um, 
what they experience. Yeah. Outside of church, honestly, like I want them to know who Jesus is and love who Jesus is and love the church more, not less. Yeah. And I think that's something that is, um, a tricky, tricky balance because they, their weekends look different. Yeah. Especially as like pastor's kids, like a pastor's family. kids, yeah. super tricky. Their weekends are not the same as their friends at school and, um, their time spent doing things that it's just, it's just different. Yeah, it's just different. Um, and Saturdays I'm gone doing sermon prep, praying and getting ready for Sunday for Mm -hmm. five, six, seven hours when they're at home hanging out. And then Mm -hmm. Sundays they're at church for five, six, seven hours. If there's stuff in the evenings and And we don't always get it right. Yeah. We don't Um, get it right. But my, for sure. That was, yeah, that was my answer to that question. To help our kids love Jesus and love the church more because they are a part of what we're doing, not less. Not less, yeah. Because we've seen a lot of pastor families mm-hmm. and pastor's kids. It's get a tricky balance. Burnouts. And, and it's going to be really funny if we do this podcast and then, and it's like out there in the world. Mm-hmm. And then like eight years go by and one of our kids are like, I'm out on the church for a while. Yeah. You know, like there's no telling. We're yeah, doing yeah. the absolute best we can to yeah. figure it out. Yep. But it is complicated. Like, I feel like we got it wrong, you know, just the other, you know, when we had our worship night at Peak City. Mm-hmm. And if you were at worship night, my gosh, you know, it was amazing. Shout out worship night. Good it was grief. unreal. It was like heaven on earth. Literally heaven. I'm so proud of our church. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was so cool to see uh, the room packed out and people just loving God with everything they had. Yeah. But then somehow, some way, like, you know, in true Peak City fashion, a worship night is usually something that's just for the believers to focus on their own relationship with God. In true Peak City fashion, it became like, we're going to go out and reach people and yeah. take the love of Jesus to the Make world. Oh, it was awesome. Let's man. go. But I feel like we missed it as parents on that yeah. because our kids had been at church for both services in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then we came back in the evening and we knew they were tired and exhausted. And they just started school. So their routine is already a little totally. bit jacked up. And so we're always trying to be like, play that balance right. I've got a low-key theory, and I, it's, it's low-key. I wouldn't share this with, like, you know, broadly, like it's truth. It's a theory that everyone only has so many church services in them. <laughs> I think you can only attend so many church services yeah, before you you're be like, right. I need a break, yeah. you know? And pastor's kids are going to hit that number way quicker than anybody else. So yeah. we're always trying to, like, you know, be sensitive to that and... Mm-hmm. So on worship night, we're like, man, I'm going to feel bad. They're so tired and like out there and we're singing and worshiping. And then we got to send them to school the and next day. we got to send to school the next morning early. Yeah. So we're like, let's, let's just let them sit in my office and like watch YouTube and hang out and be kids for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then worship night happened. And we were, mm-hmm. the, the first thing we said in the car afterwards was, I can't believe it. They I missed it. I can't believe our kids missed that. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted them so bad to be in there and just to see what was happening and because I want them to love the church. Mm-hmm. I want them to love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I want them to see examples of, you know, people like the the Reagan McCoys of the world, Reagan and here helping us record this podcast. <laughs> They're just like, you know, capturing the moment, worshiping Jesus, mm-hmm. loving. I want them to see examples of amazing young men and women that they can look up to that love Jesus with everything they have. Mm-hmm. And they had the chance to see it. Mm-hmm. And they see it every Sunday, but it's just worship night was a very special moment yeah. that I feel like we missed by not having them in there. They have their own ways that they can be involved. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as a parent, we need to like know when that's appropriate mm-hmm. 
to encourage them to be involved um, and then know when to protect them from it. Totally. And I feel like we kept them from it. I, yeah, I feel last like we, night, which we prevented them. Yeah. Protecting. Yeah. Yeah. But like, so we don't but, always get it right. Well, and, and my thing with that too is like, try. what we're talking about right now, I just want to make sure we, we clarify this. It is not a pastor's family problem. No. This is a, a Christian issue. Mm -hmm. Like if you follow Jesus yeah. and you want the best thing for your family and your future, you've got to figure out how to help your kids cultivate a love for Jesus and a love for the church. Exactly. That's all that matters. Like at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it will be the number one most life altering trajectory that you can put your child on. Mm -hmm is to love Jesus with everything they have mm -hmm. and to love the church. Yeah. And we'll parent through a lot of things yeah. as our kids grow. I mean, anxiety and fear and mm -hmm. like good things and not great things and relationships and all of that. But at the end of the day, if they don't love the church and don't love Jesus. Yeah. Phew. Well, and that's the thing. Like it's, I, I, I think there's a lot of families out there would say, well, yeah, I want like my kid loves Jesus because they know like we're a Christian family. Yeah. But they're not really modeling or encouraging a commitment to the church. Right. And my thing with that is like the reason it's so important to cultivate a love for the church and your kids is that they're going to hit seasons of life where their faith gets tested. Oh, yeah. And they're going to hit seasons of life where they have doubts and skepticisms and they need a safe, good place yep, to, walk, to walk through come it. back to. Yeah to work through those problems and issues. Mm -hmm. like, and that's the beauty of the local church. I know church has got its baggage here and there, and a lot of it, mm -hmm. but there are really good churches out there. Mm -hmm. And I want my kids to just go, man, as long like, man, financially, I might struggle at times. Relationally, mm -hmm. I might struggle at times. Mental health-wise, I might struggle at mm -hmm. times. I just know because I've seen the beauty of the church. Mm -hmm. As long as I've got the church that will support me, mm -hmm. that my faith can survive just about anything. Yeah, it, It's not just, and I think that's the trick a lot of people fall into. It's why a lot of people in Colorado travel to the mountains and don't go to church but once every two months. Mm -hmm. It's why people sign up for travel sports teams mm -hmm. and they only come to church once every two or three months. Mm -hmm. It's because they go, well, I'm a Christian. That's enough. Yeah, I love Jesus. That's enough. No, your kid needs to know that the church is important because their love for Jesus will actually ebb and flow. Absolutely. Their commitment to Jesus will ebb and flow. And when they're surrounded by other people. Yes. Whose faith kind of does this every so often. Yep. Wonky. Yep. And then they go, oh, like, that's okay. That's okay. not abnormal. Right. And this, and the church is a place I can keep coming back to to process through it. Yeah. Got it, but that's got to be cultivated. Right. And I just think, and you, you and I have seen it so much, that stuff is caught. Right. Not taught. A commitment to the local church is something that a child catches from right. their parents. Oh, for sure. Not something you go, hey, church is important, you should go. Mm -hmm. And it's then a, you don't go. It's a do as I do more than it is a do as I say. Right. You know, at least that's what we've seen in people that have gone before us. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're banking on. Yeah. I mean, we're like in the middle of it to be determined. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather put my eggs in that basket, though. No doubt. Yeah. Cultivate a love for Jesus and a love for the church and your kids. And not just in your kids, like in all of us, like we think through for my family, for my future, the best thing you can do for your future is whatever will cultivate the strongest love for Jesus and the strongest love for the church. Yep. And so that's what we're going to do on the podcast. Yep. We'll see where it goes. Let's see. Still waiting on my corporate sponsorship. <laughs> Diet Dr. Pepper. And Stanley. I love doing this with you. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. It'll be fun. All right. That's all. Episode one. K.
Cut. Cut.